Hi, Mama. Welcome to Ministry and Motherhood. This is your host, coach, and mentor, Lauren Apple. Here at Ministry and Motherhood, we want to see you step fully into your God-given ministry impact at home and in the marketplace. So let's get moving. Hey, friends. Welcome to episode 11. I am super excited to be with all of you today and chatting with you a little bit about an idea that is so countercultural to the way our society is today, right? And that is this idea of gratitude and celebration. We live in a world that is full of making things right, right? Full of voicing your opinions, letting everyone know when you don't understand, high sense of justice, right? And a very low sense of being grateful for the big and the little in your life, right? Of having this sense of gratitude, of of making sure that your life is consumed with an overwhelming thankfulness that exudes from the depths of your soul, right? Scripture is really clear in this for us in in talking about being thankful, right? Colossians 2.7 Grow strong in what you believe, just as you were taught. Be more thankful than ever before. God is calling us to live a life of gratitude. Now, I know if you've probably heard other people talk about it, you've listened to messages about gratitude and thankfulness, you've heard all the studies and the reports and the statistics, right? There's tons out there. Do a Google search. You will find a ton of things. But there is many things that gratitude does in your life, many benefits that come from being thankful, from having gratitude, from keeping our perspective focused on the good things, right? The things that we can be thankful for. Gratitude, it opens the door to more relationships. When we are thankful, when we speak out thankfulness and appreciation to others, man, we get new friends. We gain new relationships. We have the opportunity. And I know all you ladies listening in, your desire of your heart is to impact and influence the world. And when we are thankful and we're, we have gratitude and we live out and we speak out of that thankfulness and gratitude towards others, we gain more friends. We have a greater impact and we have a greater influence, right? Our gratitude improves our physical health, right? Studies tell us that actually people who are more grateful have less aches and pains. They feel healthier, okay? Your brain, the way God created us is so beautiful and unique. And I know you've heard me talk about it before, but but our brains are so interconnected to our bodies, right? And to our spirits and to our emotions. And so when we have tuned our brain to be thankful and grateful, it affects our physical body. But not only does it affect our physical body, it affects our psychological health, right? Our emotions are more positive, right? Our emotions uh, are more stable and secure when we have gratitude. It increases your happiness and it reduces your depression. You've probably heard this before, but I'm just going to repeat some of these things. It enhances our ability to connect with other people in a way that's empathetic, right? And it reduces our aggression. Either Even when others are not kind to us, when we have a higher sense of gratitude, we are less likely to react back 
out of unkindness to others, right? We're less likely to give negative feedback. We're less likely to go off on somebody on social media because we disagree with them, right? Because we live a life of gratitude. I don't believe that there is a single person out there that has gone off on somebody in social media and has felt good about it afterwards, okay? Maybe if they have, they're kind of lying to themselves. But when you respond out of frustration or out of unthankfulness, right? When you respond out of that, usually there's a sense of regret, right? And feeling like, man, I probably should have handled that differently. I probably should have spoke differently. Probably should have bit my tongue a little bit longer. Grateful people respond with more empathy and less aggression. Grateful people sleep better. Studies have shown that when you write in a gratitude journey journal, it improves your sleep. Even if you just spend 5, 10, 15 minutes writing down the things that you are grateful for before bed, you will sleep better and you will sleep longer. Studies say gratitude improves your self-esteem. I mean, who doesn't recognize that being grateful for the things around you is going to make you feel better about yourself, right? As you're not focusing on the negative, you're focusing on the positive. You, uh, it improves your self-esteem. It says that the attitude actually increased athletes' self-esteem in a way that was a component to their optimal performance and that it reduces their social comparisons. Rather than becoming resentful towards people who have more, more money or better jobs, it's actually a major factor in reduced self-esteem. Grateful people are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments. And I am actually going to touch... Um, based on that a little bit later on in this episode. But gratitude, it says, increases your mental strength. It gives you stamina. It helps you reduce your stress. It helps you push through trauma or issues or circumstances that are less than ideal, right? It gives you that resilience to keep moving forward. You're recognizing all you have to be thankful for. And even during the worst times of your life, you can still be thankful, right? It still fosters that resilience in your life. And so we have the ability and the opportunity to cultivate gratitude. Uh, There's another study that has been done by the University of California that talks about people who keep a gratitude list or journals feel better about their lives as a whole. I don't know about you ladies, but I venture to bet that if I asked who would like to feel better about their lives as a whole, that probably all of you would be raising your hands, right? And say, yes, Lauren, I want to feel better about my life. Okay, gratitude, keeping a gratitude list or journal helps you feel better about your life. When you keep those lists and journals, you're more optimistic about your future. You have more hope towards what is happening ahead, right? Uh, you are full, you're a full 25% happier than other participants when you keep a list of the things you're grateful for. You sleep a half hour more per evening. You exercise 33% more each week. You have stronger immune systems. You're less bothered by aches and pains. You have a lower blood pressure. You sleep longer and feel more refreshed upon waking. You have higher levels of positive emotions. All right, can I get an amen? Who wants to have higher levels of positive emotions? Trust me, us ladies and us mamas especially go through a wide array range of emotions in our life, right? And a lot of times those emotions are not always positive. So if you want to increase your positive emotions to have that be the overarching amount of emotions you have is positive, then start keeping a list of things you're grateful for. Start praying for God to give you gratitude and thankfulness, to show 
those things to you where you can be more aware, okay? Um, you're more alert, alive, and awake. You have more joy and pleasure, more optimism and happiness. You're more ha happiness. <laughs> more optimism and happiness, okay? You can laugh off when you make mistakes, like say a word that doesn't exist on your podcast. You're more helpful and generous and compassionate. You're more forgiving. You're more outgoing. You feel less lonely and isolated. Gratitude does all these things. Gratitude does all these things. Being thankful does all these things because it changes you from your mind, right? It changes you from the inside and reflects something on the inside that is going to come out on the outside. God calls us to live a life of gratitude and thanksgiving, right? He calls us to live a life that is centered on all the things, the goodness of him. It's centered on that. When we decide to make the effort to live a life of gratitude, to actually open up our eyes, take off the blinders and say, God, show me the goodness around me. God, show me your faithfulness. When you begin to see that, Man, ladies, does it open up a world of possibilities. Man, does it make you get out of your funk, get out of your victim mentality, get out of the, I just can't do it. I, I'm so exhausted and alone and, and frustrated. No, it helps you see all that God has been doing in your life, in and through your life, all that God has been changing, the circumstances he's been moving, even in small ways, when we ask God to give us a heart of gratitude. And here's the deal. Gratitude doesn't come necessarily naturally, right? It's against our human nature. Now it is part of our spiritual nature, right? God created us with a grateful heart, right? God created us with an attitude of gratitude. But we have to then die to our flesh that wants to focus on the negative, that wants to focus on the circumstances, that wants to focus on the things that are out of our control and look at what is the worst that could happen and instead to look at the best, to look at the faithfulness of God, to look at the goodness of what he said for us, right? God calls us to live a life of gratitude. Man, you look in the Psalms, all over in the Psalms. You'll see scriptures about thankfulness, right? Psalm 9-1, I'll give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. That's gratitude, telling of all the goodness of God. Psalm 35, 18, I will give thanks in the great assembly among the thrones. I will praise you. Gratitude is a sense of worship. And if you know me in real life, if you've ever sat in a worship service with me at church, you know that my heart, oh, my heart loves to worship. My heart loves to worship. There's no greater sense of communion with my Savior than the opportunity to praise Him. And worship is nothing more than gratitude for how good God is. Worship is nothing more than to give God the glory where it is due. And so when we live a life of gratitude and we say, God, open up my eyes to see beyond my humanness. Open up my eyes to see beyond what culture wants to see or my circumstances want to show me. Open my eyes to see the goodness, the gratefulness, the good things that are in front of me that I can be thankful for. Open my eyes, Lord. When we ask God to do that, man, we're in communion with him. Man, we are worshiping him because we are then becoming in tune, 
not just feeling, not just speaking, but seeing as God sees. Seeing as God sees. Psalm 95, 1 through 3, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. Man, there is so many Psalms and I could go on and on about the things that it says that give thanks to the Lord for his good, his love endures forever. Sing to the Lord with a grateful praise. There's so many scriptures that talk about thankfulness. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do you catch in here? It says that that you should not be anxious. So set aside your anxieties, right? Set aside your worries, but present every situation by prayer and petition to the Lord. But it says in there, with thanksgiving, even in the midst of your hardest trials, even in the midst of your hardest struggles, present your request to God with thanksgiving. And when you do that, when you present your request to God with thanksgiving, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It doesn't say when all the circumstances set is change. It doesn't say when everything around you becomes good. It doesn't say when God actually answers your prayers. No, it says when you present your request to God with thanksgiving, then you will have the peace of God. That is beyond your circumstances and beyond your understanding. And it will help you guard your heart and your mind to not live the lies of the enemy, to not believe the attacks of the enemy, to not cover yourself with worry and anxiety, but instead, instead to embrace the goodness of God, the peace of God, the joy and the hope. Have you ever been around those people? that you've seen them go through some of the most difficult circumstances, that gut-wrenching heartache and pain and loss, and you have just looked at them and you're like, how? How can they be going through this? I can't even imagine going through this, and yet they're still standing up, and yet they're still coming to church, and yet they're still lifting their hands in worship. I had a friend of mine who, um, through just different circumstances, had gone through the loss of a miscarriage, and... Um, one day she just came to me and she said, man, I, I don't feel like I can worship God in the midst of this because I feel like I'm just putting on a brave face. I feel like I'm just going through the motions and I'm not really connecting to him because I hurt. I hurt. And for all my ladies out there that have experienced this kind of loss or one day will, I have been there multiple times. And, and I just want to tell you that. God treasures every single child, whether you've held them in your arms or not. And he loves them, the ones here on earth and the ones in heaven with him more than you ever could. And so there is a peace and an understanding that can be known when we accept that man, God had a purpose for that, that baby, that precious child. God had a purpose for that son or that daughter and and God is, is treasuring them cherishing them now in heaven. I want to assure you that you're not alone. I want to assure you that yes, it is pain and it is heartache. And for my mamas who's actually held your babies and lost your babies, I can't imagine the pain and heartache that has been there. But can I tell you when you are in the midst of those circumstances that feel so broken, 
and feel so tragic and feel so hopeless that when we praise God in the midst of it, when we give thanks to him in the midst of it, we will find a peace that is beyond understanding. We will find an assurance and a faith that is unwavering when we are willing to surrender it all to God, to raise our hands and proclaim that God is good. Yes, he is good. My circumstances stink, but God is still good. My heart hurts and it's broken and it's torn apart, but God is still good. Here's the deal. When we go through the motions in order to worship our God, even when we don't feel like it, when we do the physical actions that God is calling us to do, to be grateful, to be thankful, to be worshipful, that is when the emotions will change. That is when the feelings will change. That is when the hopelessness and the isolation and the loneliness will change because we are taking the actions that we know we need to take. It's it like any type of discipline, right? It's not fun. It's hard to do it and you don't feel like doing it. Man, do I feel like waking up early and exercising? No, I don't. Never. But I do it because in the midst of doing it, I know it's good for me. And, and when I do it, I know that there's benefits to doing it. And when I do it, I know that it feels good, actually. And sometimes I actually realize that I want it, right? And I actually want to keep doing it. And that is like our worship to God. Even when our circumstances seem completely broken, completely hopeless, no way out, when we are thankful and grateful, have a sense of gratitude, and we worship our Lord in the midst of it, everything changes. Even when nothing changes, even when it doesn't seem like our circumstances change, everything changes because our mind changes and our spirit changes and we become more connected to God. Gratitude changes everything. It changes everything. And I know that you've heard probably a lot of this before. And I just want to encourage you ladies, start out living a life of gratitude Put down a small part of your planner or a small portion of your notebook and just write down five things you want to be grateful for. But here's where I want to take it a next step for you. One extra level of gratitude. When we talk about gratitude, I want us also to think about celebration. And I don't want us to just sit there thinking about celebration for celebrating the things God has done good in your life. No, I want us to go beyond that. Here's the deal. We have found in the Christian circle, the body of Christ, a brokenness where there is competition and competitiveness and divisiveness. And God is calling us to unify, to come together, to band arms together. And so I want to challenge you not only write down things you're grateful for, but let's start out celebrating the wins of others in the body. Let's start celebrating. Even if we feel jealous, even if we have a twinge of, man, why wasn't it me? Why can't I have that God? Why can't I, I experience that God? I don't care if you feel that way. Celebrate that person. Publicly proclaim that person. Give admiration to that person. Send text messages to the people that you are jealous of because of the good things that God is doing in their life. The impact God is having through their lives. Send them a message on Facebook. Make a post on Facebook and celebrate them publicly. Write a note of gratitude and celebration for another person. 
man, if you can take on the discipline of celebrating the wins of others in the body, God is going to use you in incredible ways. He is going to allow you to partner together with the body of Christ and see miracles that couldn't have happened if you were alone, if you were doing it on your own. When we come together as the body and we celebrate the wins of God, because in reality, we're celebrating God, right? We're celebrating God's goodness through the lives of another person. We're celebrating God's gifts through the lives of another person. We're celebrating God being glorified and in actually in reality, spreading that glory, right? Glorifying him more by celebrating the others in the body. And so I want to challenge you before you get judgmental, or critical or jealous in your own heart or mind. I don't, I, man, you might not speak it out loud. I'm not one who's going to speak out a judgment or a criticism, but can I tell you, sometimes I struggle a lot in my mind of thinking negative, critical things about other people. And sometimes it's in the body of Christ and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it, it, is people who I'm like, man, they couldn't love the Lord if they're acting. And, but who am I to know? Who am I to judge? And when those thoughts come into my brain, I am not allowing the gratefulness of God to be used in the way that he's calling me to be grateful. When we have not only an attitude of gratitude, but when we celebrate others in the body, God is glorified. God is lifted up. God is changing your attitude in a way that is no longer looking at what about me, but instead is looking at what about you, God? What about him? What about his goodness? What about his grace? What about his mercies? What about the, the favor of the Lord that is all enveloping, all encompassing in your life? God wants to use you, mama. God is using you, mama. He's using you in your home with your kids. He's using you in the disciplines that you do day in and day out. He's using you in your, your thoughts and your anchors and your faith. He's using you in your relationship with your husband. He's using you in your community and in your neighborhood. He's using you in your workplace or in your business. He's using you even in the midst of you, right? Even if you are not being used by him intentionally, right? Even if you are not making the effort to allow God to use you, even if you're sitting in the back skirts and you're saying, man, my life is falling apart. My circumstances I'm unsure of. It's all in chaos. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm being a good mom. I don't feel like I'm being a good wife. I don't feel like I'm being a good leader. I don't know what's going on right now. Can I just tell you, God is using you. He's using you. And he's using you in such a powerful way in order for him to receive the glory. And when we can begin to change our minds, right? When we, as I talked about before, when we can change those those synapses in our brain, those pathways that have gone to the negative and that look at the circumstances and that become judgmental and critical. When we can change those pathways to ones of gratitude and thankfulness and celebration, then, then we can see all that God is up to. We can, can get a glimpse of the power that he's really having in the midst 
of all the chaos, in the midst of all the destruction, in the midst of all the trauma and the brokenness and the hopelessness, we can see God at work. You want to see God at work? You want to see as God sees? You want to change your perspective even when your circumstances don't want to change? You want to have peace? You want to have less anxiety? You want to have more gratefulness? Then begin to celebrate others in public, in front of others, to them privately, and begin to be grateful for even the smallest thing. If you can't find anything in your life to be grateful for, be grateful that you slept. Be grateful that you have water. Be grateful that you had food to eat. Be grateful that you're not sick right now. Be grateful for something. Be grateful that you have beautiful long hair. (laughs) Be grateful that you had the opportunity to paint your nails. Whatever it is, find something small and start there. It's a process. You'll always hear me say, it's a process, ladies. We are always in the work of refinement, living an attitude and lifestyle of gratitude and celebration is a process and it takes practice. It takes work. It takes discipline. So start somewhere small. When you find yourself going into those cycles of stinking thinking, tell yourself, okay, Lauren, cut out the stinking thinking. What is one thing you can be grateful for right now in the midst of this? What is one thing that you can lift up God for in the midst of this? What is one person you can celebrate, that you can write a letter of gratitude to, that you can make a post about on Facebook, that you can proclaim is glorifying God in incredible ways. We could live in a life that is determined by our circumstances determined by our culture and our society, determined by the people around us. And look at where that's brought us. Take some time looking at social media and the attitudes and the proclamations and the opinions and all the other, the junk that's out there. Even the confusion, even the things that are fear-based, right? We could live in that. But how great does that feel? How long does that last before you start getting less motivated and less grateful and being used less by God because you're allowing the world and your circumstances to pull you down. Or in the midst of the exact same circumstances, we could live in a place that is full of worship to our creator because he is still good. He is still great. The victory has already been won. He has already been risen from the dead. He has already defeated the enemy. And we know that there's an end story here. We know Jesus is coming to return, right? We know that he has a great proclamation of glory and victory to celebrate in the heavens. And so I just want to challenge you. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what reality is. The reality is God is good and God is faithful and God is up to incredible work in your life and the lives of others. So let's get out there and let's start being grateful. Let's get out there and let's start celebrating the wins of others. Let's get out there and change our brains so that we are living a life full of gratitude, a life full of gratitude. 
I just want to challenge you to know that I'm praying for you. I'm encouraging you. And I would love to have you come and be a part of our free Facebook community. If you haven't joined that already, it's called Ministry Plus Motherhood. You'll find it on Facebook. You'll see my bright smile and face on the cover photo. We would love to have you be a part of the community because these are things we talk about. These are things we encourage each other in. These are things that we go after in order to grow into the ministry impact God has designed us for as leaders in our home and in our churches and in our communities, in our businesses and in the ministries that God has designed for us. I love you ladies. I hope you have an incredible week. Keep going after it. Keep making changes one foot in front of the other. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Ministry and Motherhood. We're praying that today was an encouragement to you. But more than that, inspiration to just start taking action. Want to learn more? Join our Facebook group called Ministry and Motherhood or check us out online at laurenapple.org.